what's going on you guys and welcome back to the push the tempo podcast it's your boy a ray and i'm with my guy kyle and we are bringing you season two of push the tempo podcast brought to you by the ecb podcast network so anyways we have a lot to talk about in this pod especially because we haven't done a pod this season at all but there are three teams that we're going to be talking about in this pod they are the raptors the wizards and the bulls and they all got something in common all right let, let's let's get this started kyle yeah, um, like what they have in common right now is they all are not playing well. The Raptors are the 10th seed, the Bulls are the 11th, and the Wizards are the 12th seed. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Wizards might be on like a 10-game losing streak right now. They haven't yeah. won a game in like a month. It's been like they – see, this is the thing about the Washington Wizards. They do this every season. They start every season like 10-7 and seven or like 8-5, eight and eight and five, and some people are like, oh, are the, are the Wizards a good basketball team? They trick a few people, and they immediately collapse. It's every single season since, like, John Wall got hurt and hasn't been, no, and then they traded him. But this is kind of the state of the team, and they might be the most, like, depressing just team in the NBA right now. Oh, easily, man. If you're a fan of the Wizards, man – it's looking gloom like you don't really have too much to go off of like the future we, we can talk about who they've drafted and their young players and it, it doesn't look the best and their star players aren't exactly star players you know these aren't elite players out there for example you know Bradley Beal he's a great player but for what he's getting paid it's really not worth it and it's just it's just a weird situation that they're in and it seems like they've been in this situation for you know, pretty much forever. But really, the only thing they've got going for them is they've got Mia Khalifa as one of their, um, you know, fans and loyal supporters. So, yeah, they've got that at least. That's crazy. Um, I was just going to say that, like, they've they've kind of, like, tried to build to the middle. Like, they haven't really been building their team with, like, the aspirations of contending. They're just kind of been, like, like, turning the wheels of mediocrity with this team right now. Like, you look at their drafting. None of their, their guys that they have drafted have really popped. Like, Corey Kispert is a solid rotation player. Denny Abdia is a solid defender. He probably, like, projects to be, like, a fifth starter who's good defensively. Like, Rui Hachimura, like, quietly is extension. Like, he needs an extension. I'm pretty sure this is the last year of his contract. And, like, we don't know what the hell he is yet. You know? Like, they have Kyle Kuzma, who's been playing really well this season. And he, like, he's a free agent. Like, he's already said that he's going to, like, go into free agency this this offseason they have just a ton of guys who are who are just solid and then bradley beal like you said he's a good player but he he arguably has the worst contract in the nba now they gave him a quarter of a billion dollars is he even the 25th best player in the nba i don't gave, think you, i don't think you say i don't think you can say that he is exactly and he's a quarter of a billion dollars with no trade clause which means like if anybody doesn't know a no trade clause is that if a team wants to trade a player somewhere they have to get that player's permission to trade them there. Like if the player says, no, you can't trade me here. They can't move him. So they basically back themselves into a corner with this. And it's just, it's rough, man. Like it's, just, it's just been the same thing for years now. And it, it's just, it's sad to see, you know, they might be the last like organization left in the NBA that just doesn't have like, like a projected future or like a path to contention at the moment. Cause like you look at like the Rockets, or the Magic, right? Like these, these are not good teams. The Magic have been playing really well as of late. Just beat your Celtics two games in a row. But 
they've been playing they've been playing really well and they might not make the playoffs but they have like a a path to contention moving forward you can't there are very few teams in the nba you can't say that about and the wizards like fall into that category in my opinion yeah so we we did a pod on um the east coast browncast and we kind of ranked all these teams into different tiers and this was a team that we couldn't put into playoff hopefuls because there was a tier that fit them perfectly. And these two other teams, actually, the Bulls and um, the, the other team that we were talking about, um, I completely forgot the top of my head. But um, we put them in this one tier, and that tier is what the fuck are y'all doing? Because, you know, they don't have a future. They don't really have, like, a, a playoff hopeful run, you know what I mean? So, like, they're just in a situation where – what are you guys doing? And it just, as, as a, like, if you were to be a Wizards fan, you know, this is not a team that you would want to support because there's really nowhere to go from here. Like they have these solid players, role players, for example, you know, Will Barton is a great player. You know, you could easily trade him, Monte Morris, Kyle Kuzma. These are all players that could easily be traded for great assets and to build a young core around. But the Wizards, it seems like they just want to make the play in tournament. And they'll be completely happy with that. And it just sucks to see because they've been in no man's land for how how many ever years? It feels like it's been forever. So they're kind of just stuck here. You know what I mean? It's like, like, and like, I, I like the future part. I don't necessarily know if that's correct because I'm pretty sure they still have all their draft picks. But it's like, you look at who they're drafting, like, they just drafted Johnny Davis, uh, 10th overall in this past draft. He was bad in the summer league and he's barely played now. Does that mean he's going to be a bad NBA player? No. But, like, none of these guys that they have drafted have, like, popped and shown that they could be, like, building blocks of the future, in my opinion. So, you know, it remains to be seen. But, like, right now, it's just what they're doing right now is just not it's not great, you know. Uh, they need to make some changes. But they've kind of, like, dug themselves a hole with just how they built the team. I think the, the Russ trade, you know, trading him to the Lakers was great. Uh, that was a great way to capitalize on his value, get back who's, who's been playing really well for them. The Porzingis trade was good because they traded who did Woody and Bertans. Like those guys, Porzingis has been playing better than them for sure this year. Um, but the rest of the stuff, man, it's just, it's been rough. Uh, they, they need to, to figure something out and just can't, they can't just keep spinning this, this wheel of mediocrity. Like I said, it's just not, they're not going to go anywhere doing this, you know? Yeah. Wait, so let me ask you a question. If you were part of the Wizards management, what would you do? Would you, you know, trade your pieces to kind of uh, start to tank and then rebuild from there with the younger talent? Or would you kind of try to build a contending team? Um, I mean, I think I'd try to retool because like the thing, the thing with me, and we'll talk about another team later that I also have concern about is I'd, if you don't feel comfortable with like your team drafting well and developing talent, like how, how comfortable do you feel with blowing it up? You know, like, like we'll talk about another team later. I think like there's they're stuck with Bradley Beal for now, unless another team is willing to give up you know fifty million dollars worth of assets and like bad contracts and picks and whatnot for him. They're kind of stuck with him for now. So their their best bet would be trying to, you know, trying to just retool around him. And I think the first thing that starts with that is trying to trade Kyle Kuzma at the deadline because he has value and you can't risk him. You can't risk him leaving in the offseason for nothing. Um, like, they have to capitalize on the guy who's playing the best ball of his career and try to, like, get maybe one or two first-round picks out of him. Because I think you can get one first and one swap for him how, as well as he's playing. And he's going to 
have a ton of value as like a space, as like a, a four who's athletic, who can rebound, who can create a little bit off the dribble. Like he's a, he's a very valuable player, you know, to contenders. Um, so he's a guy that I look to trade, but I, I don't know about blowing it up. It's just, they're in a weird position for blowing it up, even though they have all their picks. I mean, that makes sense. Um, the way I'm looking at it is they have the perfect opportunity to kind of blow it up because if you think about it, all the other younger teams in the NBA right now, like they're set up right now when the Celtics and the Bucks and the Warriors are all kind of out of that area where their team is at their peak, that's they're going to be the next man up. They're going to be the next team up. For example, we know OKC has huge potential with all their assets and everything that they have. You know, we talked about the Magic and all the young players they have. And there's a bunch of other teams out there. You know what I mean? If the Wizards could kind of pace it so that they're a part of that generation or at least the, the generation after that, I think that they have a possibility to have a future. Just looking at their team right now, it's, you know, like you can't define a team as mid more than this team. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just unfortunate. It's like, look, let me let me read you off like their draft from the last from the last however many years. Let's start and I guess in 20, 2015, they drafted Jerry and Grant in the first round. I don't even know if he's in the league anymore. He was the nineteenth pick. Whatever, that's fine. Uh, they drafted Troy Brown Jr., who's on the Lakers now. I'm pretty sure with the fifteenth pick, Rui Hachimura in twenty nineteen, um, Denny Abdia in twenty twenty, Corey Kispert, like I said, Johnny Davis. Like the lat, like Rui, Denny, and Corey, these are solid players. Like they're they're not like bad NBA players, right? But they they just aren't star players. And Denny and um, Rui, like these guys are top ten picks. Like Tyrese Halliburton went after Denny Abia. I'd have to relook at the twenty nineteen draft, but um, let's see, uh, PJ Washington, Tyler Hero, Tyrese Maxey. Or was Ty- no, no no Tyrese Max sorry that was the next draft like Keldon Johnson these guys all went after Rui Hachimura you know like it's looking it's it's kind of rough man like and it's it's hard that's why I I have a hard time saying that this team to blow should blow it up because I don't know if I trust them to like develop not just draft but develop guys consistently you know what I mean no no that's a fair point I mean. We knew going to that draft, the 2019 draft, that uh, Rui had like a lot of uh, work to be done. He was a project player. But, you know, people were comparing him to be, you know, the next Giannis, you know what I mean? And they haven't really done much with him in terms of letting him play, letting him grow as a player. It just seems like he gets hurt. They don't play him. And once he comes back, he plays limited minutes where he can't really expand and grow into his role. You know, in the summer league or when they played in Japan, actually, he was he was um pretty great there, but it just never happened. He never got to play, doesn't really have the opportunity to grow. And it feels like when they have talents like Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, and Porzingis, it's just, you know, like when are you gonna play these young players? So it just it's just they're just stuck in the middle, man. No man's land. What the fuck are y'all doing? That's the tier that I'm putting them in because that's just that's, where they that's are. That's not just the thing. If they were like a competent playoff team, you'd be fine with that. Like but they're not even that, you know, they're not even they're. I think they're the 10th seed right now. I, I was just looking at it, but they're either the 10th or 11th seed. Um, and that's with them losing like a ton of games. Like they've lost, like I said, like 10 in a row. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. They yep. just lost to the Lakers who, who just, who don't have Anthony Davis. I'm sorry. No, they're the 12th seed. Um, there's only three teams in the NBA 
that have four, four teams in the NBA that have less wins than them. And they have a $250 million player on their team. Like, it's just, it's rough. That That's just not great. And they're tied in wins with the Orlando Magic, who, like I just mentioned, like, did just pick first overall this last year in the draft. Like, it's rough. Right. All right, so let, let's move on to the next team. Let's do the, the Chicago Bulls next. Man, like, the Bulls are also, like, in, like, a difficult situation. They're also tied um, with with Washington. Orlando, Washington, and um, Chicago tied for 11 wins. Chicago has really struggled out of the gate this year. The Lonzo Ball news is just, like, they don't know if he's going to play at all this year. And it really sucks because he had really found his spot in the NBA, you know. He never reached the the status for, like, a second overall pick, who obviously went for Jason Tatum. Uh, but he's still a really good player, like a very good role player who defends at a high, high level at the point guard position, shoots a ton of threes. Uh, and he also, you know, pushes in transition, great passer in transition. Like, that is, like, a very championship-friendly role player, like, at the point guard position. And now his, like, we don't know what's going on with his knees. You know, Zach Levine had off-season knee surgery. He's been very up and down to start the year. He also signed a huge contract in the off-season. Like, it, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I want to hear your opinion. Where do you think the Bulls are right now? Where should they go from here? I think that they're in a tough situation where every team around them that has competent players are. It just happens to be that they're a better team than them. And the way that I look at it is, if you can't compete. You know what I mean? With all the better other with the other teams that are better than them, just give up, retool, rebuild, and go from there. You know, they've just had a lot of decisions where it looked good at first, but it just never ended up succeeding to the way that they wanted. For example, getting Nikola Vucevic, that was huge at the time. It looked great. But now looking back at it, would you even trade Vucevic for Wendell Carter back one-on-one? You know what I mean? I wouldn't do that trade. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Exactly. But the thing is, the Bulls ended up giving picks as well as Wendell for Vucevic. So it just, looking back in hindsight, it's it's terrible. And see, see, this is this is kind of where I, I want to jump in if, if it's okay. I I agree that the Vooch for Wendell Carter trade looks really bad. It's not just Vooch for Wendell Carter. It's Vooch for Wendell and Franz Wagner became one of the picks they gave up. Exactly. And their pick this year is top four protected. Which, if, if you don't know, it means if the pick falls between one and four, say the Chicago stinks this year, uh, if their pick is anywhere from one to four, they keep the pick. But say if it's from five to 30, that goes to the Magic. So say that Chicago stinks, they get the fifth pick, that, that goes to Orlando. Like, uh, I, I understand that the, the trade looks really bad, and I don't disagree, but like, let's not act like Wendell Carter Jr. was was really really great in Chicago. He really popped off. Like, he showed flashes, but he really popped when he got to Orlando for the most part. And this is, like, when I mentioned earlier that I wanted to talk about another team, like, the Bulls are another team that, like, when was the last time that they drafted, like, well? Like, can you can you name me, like, the last player they drafted and developed who's become, like, really, really good for them? It was Jimmy Butler. That's, like, that's a fair point. Since then, since then, who have they drafted that has turned into like a very, very good player? I like Io, but I don't think he's at that level where you can consider him like an amazing player. But other than oh, he's, that, he's no, solid. He's solid. No, they, it was a that was a great pick. They got him, I think, thirty eighth in the second round. But like, like 
who who else have they drafted? Like they drafted Patrick Williams fourth overall. He's he's fine. Like he hasn't popped, really showed much, right? But like who who else is there? Like they drafted Laurie Markinen, Wendell Carter, and Kobe White three years in a row. Laurie Markinen's on another team. Wendell Carter is like we just mentioned. He's on the Magic, and Kobe White isn't. He's on the last year of his contract. And he still hasn't got an extension. Like. You know, so it's just like, what are what are they doing over there? Like, can they? Right. No, it just feels like they're making. Sorry to cut you off, but it just feels like they're making the wrong decisions over and over again. Right. Tell me if I'm wrong, but the way that they built this team, they thought that they were going to be at least, you know, a deep playoff run team, you know, and a championship contender, hopefully. But you know, they've made bad decisions over and over again. It's not just that trade. It's not just who they drafted, but it's also, you know. Levine, for example, you know, they signed him to like a huge deal and it turns out he has like a knee injury and that knee injury is like kind of slowing him down. And, you know, I don't think that he's going to get any better than he is right now. In fact, I think that he's going to start to slow down. So just bad decisions over bad decisions. And it's it's the time that they should make a decision that will change their franchise around, because at this point, like you mentioned before, they they only have that, you know, that pick that they traded that top four pick, right? It's protected top four. Yep. Top four this year. Yeah. So, I mean, Hey man, at, at some point you might have to take because you can't really improve upon this roster anymore. You know, you have 80 players. The the thing is with that is like, if you tank, you're going to trade DeRozan, right? Who I think he has this year and next year on his contract. Um, he's going to be looking for an extension. He's like 32 or 33 years old. Um, like, he's still a really good player, uh, but we've seen, his what happens to him in the playoffs. Like we, we know that he struggles a ton in the playoffs. Um, they, they gave Levine a huge contract, which we are like right now doesn't look great. But if you trade him now, you're trading him at like the lowest possible value, right? Like, like yours, you'd be selling low on Levine right now. And whether or not you want to discuss whether or not you think he's worth that contract, that's fair. I don't think he is to be honest, but what other choice do they have? You don't get to pick and choose what like your all-star players are, right? Um, and like Vucevic, same thing. Like when you traded for Demar and Vuc, you capped your ceiling. Whether the, they wanted to believe or not, they capped their ceiling as like a first round or second round exit, like a playoff team, which is what they wanted to be because they stunk for like four or five years before that. Um, I read somewhere that like the four or five years before the 2020 or 2021 season, they had the the least wins in the NBA. Like they they were awful. Uh, and they, they wanted to be just a playoff team, and that's fine, but now you're not even good enough to be that. You have to make some decisions. Do you want to give Vooch another contract? He's he's an expiring contract this year. Do you want to give DeRozan an extension? Like, I don't think you can trade Levine now, just like because I said, like, he's at the lowest possible value. So what other changes can you make? You know what I mean? I mean, yes and no, because they do have some role players that are very valuable to other teams. Alex Cruz was a big one. I think any team that has championship aspirations could use a player like Alex Caruso. Um, I mean, yeah, outside of Caruso, I guess you do have a point, but I don't, I don't know, man. So I, think I agree. That... Caruso is extremely valuable. I think you could get a first round pick for him. Right. That's, um, that, but, I agree. but like what other role players are there? Lonzo, like, like that's one, a fair point. What Lonzo is like a perfect buy low candidate right now for teams that can afford to do something like that. But like, but if you trade him next year, he's playing really well. That's also kind of a just 
get off his contract kind of thing right now, right? Javante Green is solid. Uh, but, like, who else? Are you going to trade Patrick Williams right now? The guy who yeah, you fourth overall? You can't. Like, yeah. what, and what even is his value right now, right? It's just – it's it's they, it's just a mess. And, and granted, that, that 2020 draft is not really looking that great in hindsight. There's only, like, a few – players who went like i still wouldn't draft him fourth overall but hindsight is what it is um but yeah they're just they're also in a bad way but with them just because i don't trust them to competently draft and develop guys i would caution against blowing it up because we just saw what it was like when they were terrible and they they only got to be a playoff team by making trades for just better players the guys who they who took them from you know terrible to a playoff team we're not guys that they drafted. It was guys that they traded for. That's why I, I personally would be against them blowing it up. I think they should retool. But right now, and maybe in the future, they look to you know sell off some of these guys. But for right now, I, I would be against it, in my opinion. I mean, that's a fair point. I, I don't I don't know. They're, they're in a hard position. And this is definitely a position that I would hate to be if I was the GM of this team. Because you can't blow it up, but you also – there's really not too, too much to retool with. You know what I mean? Like you mentioned, you know, Vucevic is on, is on that expiring. DeRozan is at the tail end of his career. And obviously Levine, you know, he has a lot of problems going on and he's, and he's getting paid, but it just sucks because what happened to them and what's going on with them isn't necessarily their fault. You know what I mean? Like that 2020 draft, you know, you didn't really have NCAA. So you couldn't really tell how good these players were going to be. You know, we, we didn't know that, you know, Patrick Williams was going to be like that. You know what I mean? Even though back then it did feel like a reach, even for from the limited knowledge that we knew about him. But it just sucks because it is what it is with this team. And they have to make a decision. Like, do they ride this one out and just kind of suck? Because even looking at it, like, as it is right now, being 11 to 18, man, that that for the talent that they have is not that good. That's terrible. You know what I mean? They shouldn't be in the same record as the Magic. They shouldn't be the same record as the Wizards. But, you know, you got players like DeRozan that have talent. You got Vucevic. You know, what are you going to do? It just I think it, I think it goes to show how much talent is in the NBA and I think that the Bulls have to make a move because otherwise they're just going to be stuck in the same situation that the Wizards are in right now where they have nowhere to go. Uh, for sure. Uh, that's that's definitely that's definitely something to think about. And I'm sure Chicago is also thinking about it. You know, like their front office is like, man, we traded all these things for like DeMar and we traded picks for Vooch. And that, that Vooch trade almost immediately looked bad, you know. So, but we'll see, man. We'll see with them. Uh, but I, I personally don't have a ton of hope for them. Coming into the year, I didn't think they would be that good now. Same. No, I, I didn't even think that they would. I mean, I thought they would make plain at least, but to be where they're at right now, it definitely sucks. Anyways, uh, do you want to move on to the, the next team? Yeah, let's do it. Um, So we want to talk about the Toronto Raptors. I think they've lost four or five straight games. Uh, They just lost last night to the Golden State Warriors, who didn't have Steph, who haven't had Wiggins. Jordan Poole gave them 43. Um, They're another team, man, that is in a – rough position but i wouldn't i wouldn't even necessarily say it's rough because they can come out of it really well if they do decide to pivot because unlike the wizards and bulls i trust them to develop and draft players but first i want to i want to hear what you what you have to say about them 
they're in a like a definitely a unique situation where it feels like they have talent. You know, Pascal Siakam's a great player. They can actually develop their talent. But it's weird because they drafted a player rookie of the year last year, Scotty Barnes, but he's not being developed. Like it almost feels like he's regressing from where he was last year. And it feels like in hindsight, should he have really won the rookie of the year award? Because, you know, Evan Mobley was, was amazing. You know, Cade Cunningham, even though he's hurt, I felt like he's better. And it just feels like Scotty Barnes really isn't that player. And this team, like they're definitely trying something new with like, you know, the whole big man lineup and, that one small player, but it it doesn't seem to be working. And I don't really know where they're going to go from here because, again, like like we've been talking about throughout this entire podcast, that East Conference is is stacked, and they're going to have to be able to compete with the big dogs, you know, the Celtics, the Bucks, you know, the Nets. And how, how are they going to compete? You know, like they have talent, but it feels like their talent is going to come short. No, that's fair. Um, I, I don't I don't know if I'd necessarily try to rewrite history when discussing Scotty Barnes. If you want to say he didn't deserve it at the time, sure. Um, but you're right. He hasn't made the leap, you know, that you would want the second year guy who won rookie of the year to make. He's fine. Like It's not like he's been terrible, but he just hasn't been as good, you know, as a lot of Raptors fans probably would have wanted. Um, but like you said, like Pascal Siakam is like an all NBA level player. Like He was last year. I think he made I'm pretty sure he made all NBA last year. And before he got hurt this year, he's been playing well since he got back for the most part. But before he got hurt, he was on a tear, right? Um, but the thing is, like, they're trying this whole, we want to have a ton of players who are, uh, like, who are, what's it called? Like, who are six foot eight, switch everything. That's cool and all. But you also need to have guys who can dribble the basketball. Like, your your one guard, Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet has not been good this year. He's, his knees, like, I, I think, it comes down to Nick Nurse playing like these guys 38 plus minutes every game for like Fred Van Vliet and these and like Pascal, these guys, like it wears these guys down after a while. And I think it's showing with Fred and his knees. Um, but yeah, man, like they're, they're in a, a better situation in my opinion than the bulls are because you can sell high on Pascal. Pascal is 28. You could get a lot for him right now. Uh, I don't know how much you can get for Fred Van Vliet. You can probably get a little bit for Gary Trent. And they also have OG. OG has been probably the best like wing defender in the NBA this year. Uh, but yeah, I kind of sorry, I kind of monologue for a bit. I kind of want to hear what you have to think about that. I mean, I I think you definitely have a point there. Like you know, aside from Siakam, OG being your second player is probably not going to cut it. And yeah, it does. Whenever the Raptors play, you know, they play a ton of minutes on you know their starters. And, you know, if their starters aren't going to be up to the level, then it just shows. And these guys aren't, aside from, you know, Siakam, like Fred Van Vliet is, is a small point guard. We know that giving, like, minutes to a small point guard isn't really good for their long-term, their longevity of their career. Like, we've seen a few get get by, like Chris Paul, for example, but a lot of them, like, they won't make it past 32, 33 for example, you know, Kemba Walker, he was 32 right now, 33. They treat him like he's 45 years old. Like he's, he, like he can't make it. He can't stay on the court. He can't be on a team. Same thing with IT. IT is a little bit of a different situation. But again, there's tons of point guards that don't make it past that age. And Fred Van Vliet is starting to get a little bit older. And, you know, I, I think that this team is a perfect candidate to be a team to get retooled because they have 
talent they have players and they can develop so i think that they should be able to retool and be a better team and right now i think their biggest problem is their lack of shooting they have players that can shoot but they're just not shooting well i think they're 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 like the 28th team percentage wise let me just double check that there's a 27 team percentage wise and shots at three points shots so that just goes to show that like you know you can be a big and strong physical team but if you don't have that ball handling, if you don't have that um, that that shooting ability, then that doesn't necessarily mean just because you're you're big that you're going to be able to you know take care of business and win games. The Raptors, what they've tried to do the last couple of years, um, and Memphis did that this did this as well. Um, but you know, Memphis is different because Jaron Jackson, job not Jaren, not those guys. Desmond Bain has taken like another leap as a shot creator this year. Um, so that's why it's a little different for Memphis now is that the Raptors have tried to win the possession game. Every game finished with more shots than their opponent. That that means, you know, trying to force turnovers, attack the glass. But at the end of the day, like you said, they need a lot. They need more guys who can create shots. And they've been doing this thing since they drafted Barnes is they've been trying to balance these two timelines because Scotty's 21, Pascal, Fred, OG's still not that OG's like 25. So he can fit with Scotty. Um, you know, these guys, like, their best player, Pascal, he's older. Like, he doesn't fit necessarily on the same timeline. By the time Scotty is, like, even 26 or whatnot, 26, 27, like, entering his prime, Pascal's going to be, like, 33, 34. Like, he's going to be kind of past it at that point, you know? So, I think they have to make a decision. And it's not like the Warriors when they were trying to balance two timelines with drafting, like, Kuminga and Moses Moody and Jordan Poole, who was actually contributing to them, and, like, Wiseman. Because they were championship contenders. They had Steph, who was arguably the best player in the NBA. Pascal was great, but Pascal is not that, you know. And the guys around them are not as good as Draymond Green. They're not like that. They're not a contender. They're supposed to be a playoff level team, and they're not that so far this year. And, you know, Pascal's contract, he's an unrestricted free agent after this upcoming season. So not this season, the year after. Same with Fred VanVleet, same with Gary Trent. They have OG under contract. They have uh, Chris Boucher under contract. They have Scotty under contract. So they have to make some decisions. Like, do you extend Pascal and trade him, or do you, or do you, you know, trade him some other team and make that team, you know, extend him? Do you extend Fred Van, Fred VanVleet with how he's played this year? I don't think you do, but so you probably look to trade him. We'll we'll see what they do, but I am a lot more confident in them than I am Chicago and. Um, Chicago and Washington, just because like I, I trust them to draft better. Like they drafted Barnes obviously last year. They drafted Coloco this year. They drafted Malachi Flynn in 2020. He's a solid backup point guard. They drafted OG 23rd overall. Like he's one of the he's arguably the best wing defender in the NBA. They drafted Pascal 27th. Like they got an All NBA level player at 27th who they developed. So I trust them a lot more. But they they will definitely have to make a decision at some point. Right, that's a fair point. I didn't realize that a lot of these guys went super late in the draft. And yeah, you got a good point. You know, they they could definitely like they don't necessarily have to make the same moves as some of these other teams do, but if they can get some talent through the draft and kind of maybe like Siakam is not the right answer for them in Fred Van Vliet, I think if they can kind of retool around these younger players, I think that they could be part of that next generation after the Bucks. I mean, remember, they just won a championship not too long ago. So it's they're not in a bad position as per, per se, but 
they're definitely in a unique position where they're not good enough to be a championship contender, but they don't they don't suck enough to to completely tank. You know what I mean? No, for sure. And you know, it remains to be seen what they do. But like like I said, I I'm more confident in them. And it's not like like they it's not like Pascal Siakam has no value. Like you could like I said, he's really really good player. He's 28. Like you could probably get a lot for him. Like if you call up like Golden State and say, hey, um, if you give us like Moses Moody and or Jonathan coming in like two picks or like, three picks, they'll probably do that, right? Like matching salary. Or you call up Portland, you're like, hey, um, if you give us Anthony Simons or like Shaden Sharp, I don't think you get both because Shaden Sharp is crazy athletic. He looks like he's going to be really good. And Simons is already really good. Uh, you know, so I guess, I guess like what my point is, is I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily blow it up for like Chicago and Washington, because I don't necessarily know if there's, <clears throat> there's like a better alternative right now um, for those teams. I kind of want to go the route that Portland did like Portland stunk last year. They finished seventh overall in their, in their draft. Um, I think they had the worst record in the NBA after the all-star break, but they're, they're like a solidly good playoff team now because they, they went and they retooled. They moved on Norman Powell. They moved on from Covington. They moved on from Larry Nance. They moved on from CJ McCollum. And they brought, brought back guys who just fit better around Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons. And they're, they're a better team for it. So I'd probably do that for, you know, Washington and, um, and Chicago. And for the Raptors, I would try – I wouldn't necessarily blow it up. Like, I think you could still be a solid enough team. But I would try to build more – around Scotty Barnes and OG Ananobi's timeline because like you have to make decisions about, you know, Fred and Pascal pretty soon. And they're also, like I said, they don't fit the timeline necessarily. So that, that's really, you know, all I really had to say about those teams. Dude, that was a good one. Portland, you know, how, how they retooled. I, I didn't even think about that. And it, it's crazy because I don't, I don't know, I'm going to kind of a tangent here, but it's crazy because, the talent that they had before making all those trades, it almost felt like that was a better team in terms of talent. Exactly. Exactly. You would think that, you know, CJ McCollum is better. But the thing is, you you got CJ, you moved on from him, you replaced him with Simons, you replaced Norm Powell with Josh Hart, you replaced um like these guys, Jeremy Grant, you brought in Jeremy Grant, like the first good wing you've had in years. So not like I mean, I even say that they're, they're a better team. They just fit better. You know, they, they're not all in on offense anymore. They have guys like Josh Hart and Jeremy Grant who are extremely versatile players. Like, yeah, they lost Larry Nance, who I think would be a good fit. I, I'm not a big Nurkic guy, but like they've just they're just a better, more versatile team for that. And I think I think they've done a good job. Like I, I really think they've done a good job, in my opinion. That that's yeah. Sorry I cut you off. No, no, I totally agree. And you know, I I, I you know, I I agree. Let let's end it on there because I don't think I could have said it better myself. So um, anyways, guys, thank you guys for listening to our pod. And we just launched the second season of Push the Temple podcast. So pretty hyped about that. We're going to be coming at you guys with tons of new episodes, probably weekly. How does that sound? We can even do bi-weekly. We're, we're going to come in with all the heat. So don't y'all even worry. We're going to be here. And uh, just want to shout out our sponsor, Ghost Trigger. You guys ever suck at gaming? You guys got to go on to ghosttrigger.com, buy yourself one of those ghost triggers. Use code ECB for 15% off. I'll leave a link in the description. So, with that being said, peace out, guys, and catch you guys in the next pod.